Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Howard Q hanging out with Double E Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Player. Hey, it's your girl Shayna J with SJ Entertainment here to fulfill all of your entertainment needs. And I'm with my girl Ina Esco with the Verbally Effective Podcast. Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast right here live on WYXR 91.7 FM Memphis, raised by sound. And you know, this podcast intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis focus. That's right. We are talking to so many people that are making an impact in the community right here in Memphis, Tennessee. And today I have some special guests with me. I have the county assessor, Mr. Melvin Burgess, and I also have outreach specialist, Adrienne Vestal. How Hello. are you? Hello. You Thank doing? you so much for having us. Yes, yes. Well, um, you guys are very busy uh, with STEM in all aspects and why it's important for our college students, for our kids. You guys are doing so much work in the community right now, and you have a big event coming up as well. And so I want to start with Mr. Burgess. How are you, Mr. Burgess? I'm doing good, thank you. Uh, so, you know, I know that you are the Sigma Pi Phi Delta leader. Is that correct? I'm in the, uh, the fraternity, but I am the chairman of the Social Action Committee. The chairman of the Social Action Committee. That's right. Okay, so when one hears Sigma Pi Phi Delta Boulay, um, you know, it's almost like if you know, you know. Like, Absolutely. You know, I don't want to call it a secret <laughs> society, but I have heard about the Delta Boulay in circles, uh, being a, um, a graduate of an HBCU. So could you tell the verbally effective audience just a little bit about what the Delta Boulay is? Okay, I think we were talking earlier, both both of you and myself are part of, of course, Kappa Alpha Psi, you uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha, That's right. which is the part of the Divine Nine. Well, this fraternity is not part of the Divine Nine. Uh, Sigma Pi Phi fraternity, also known as the Boulay, was founded in 1904. And it is the oldest Greek letter fraternity for African-American professionals. And today it remains committed to its original mission, right, of contrib contributing to the enhancement of underserved communities, black communities. So the fraternity known locally as the Delta Boulay seeks, seeks to address systemic inequities mm -hmm. in black communities, right? Wow. So it was basically founded to or its members were selected outside or once they started their profession. Mm -hmm. That's how it got started. So, and these okay. men are really uh, men of, I'm going to say, well, importance of men are at the table. Prestige. They're, prestige, I mean, just, they're at the table, they're nine times out of ten in, in the boulet. Right. Uh, so, you know, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's secretive, but when they do their things, they don't like to be out. They don't like letters on the shirts. They don't. Not a lot just, of promotion. Not a lot of promotion. It does things quietly, but in a very, very robust Powerfully. way. Powerfully. Power. Very I way. like that. Right. And in 1904, starting such 
an organization had to come with many challenges. Many challenges. And also it was founded by two doctors as in medical, mm. medical doctors. So uh, it just lets you know the type of uh, uh, its members, you know, what they're made of and, you know, what their careers are. Yes, and you just broke down uh, a synopsis of the Delta Boulay because the first thing I asked you, I said, can I join the Delta Boulay? Do, do I meet the criteria? You was like, well, you have to be a man. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. No, I understand, you know, after you gave me the history That's of right. it, and you guys have made so many strides, That's and right. I like what you all are doing right now. So let's uh, segue with, Adrienne, for a second. Adrienne, yes. you are an outreach specialist. So tell me, you know, your role and capacity and how you work with Melvin. Uh, number one, I am very passionate about the community. And being that Mr. Burgess is the social action outreach chair, his main objective is getting the boule, the Delta boule, acclimated in the community. Okay. And so that's how I'm able to come in and support their goals. Yes, yes. So I, I know Melvin probably leans on you a lot with this activity, right? Well, one thing I can say about Mr. Burgess is that he's very passionate about service. And so I think we work really well together because I'm passionate about service. And we are able to um, meet people, engage with people, and to make sure that people are getting what they need. Mm -hmm. We're addressing disparities yes. that are currently hap happening, not only nationally, but locally in Memphis. Yes. And I think that's one of the Delta Boulay's biggest objective right now is how do we dismantle these disparities? Yes, gotcha, gotcha. Well, let's get right into it and talk about you guys work locally and nationally with the Parity Project. Mr. Burgess, what is the Parity Project? So the Parity Project, it's, uh, it's, it's the Sigma Pi Phi's fraternity-wide call to action to level the playing field by achieving parity for black America by the year 2030. Mm. And, you know, this initiative is a major undertaking to promote highly compensated STEM-related career opportunities in black high school students and early career professionals. And the goal of the Parity Project is to tackle the wealth disparity that's the problem, the wealth disparity, and accelerate the achievement of economic parity in black America through greater representation in lucrative STEM fields. Because we do not represent uh, in some of these STEM fields. Like, for instance, you know, of course, African Americans only represent 13.4% of the U.S. population. And, and out of that, 5% are f physicians, 3% venture capital equ equity, general partners, 1% Fortune 500 CEOs. 1%. 8.6% of Fortune 500 corporate board members. 5% of STEM jobs. And 9% of STEM degrees. So we're mm. just not at the table. We're not well represented when it comes to those jobs. So, Mr. Burgess, why aren't we at the table in 2023? Well, of course, poverty, we feel, is the number one issue. Mm -hmm. And we just feel that, you know, we're at the table. So the boule is saying, hey, you know, how can we get, get these students or how can we get them early? Now, we do recognize that there are some issues like we know because, you know, Memphis Shelby County Schools are our biggest gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. And we know that there's been issues talked about math scores, of course, you know, but it's bigger than that. Even if we don't reach you as a STEM, don't want to be a STEM professional, at least we want you to know that there could be a career. Like who would ever thought that Uber 
you can get on the phone and call Uber. Right. Who ever thought that Netflix would take the um, take a the place the place that blockbuster a blockbuster so there are so many things that dealing with stamps where people just don't understand they always think of stamps as math science, science you got to be smart in that but that's not the case however yeah. math is <laughs> those math skills mm-hmm. are very fundamental and um, one thing that we wanted to do was have a summit, a national annual convening of STEM resources so we can start talking about ways to make STEM tangible to our community. Yes. Um, I previ- previously mentioned that math is very fundamental and it, um, increasing your math skills could be something as easily as making sure that your toddlers are engaging with Legos. Gotcha. Because it, it develops their skills very early. Yes. Math right. and critical thinking. And critical thinking. That's right. Because I know when I had my first child, and he's 18 now, um, what is it? Um, Einstein, baby? Yes. Einstein. Yes. I had all the, the music. The Einstein yes. products. Do you hear me? In yes. this, I, I don't know if I'm going to attribute that to that, yes. but he was so smart very early on mm-hmm. and still is. Baby Einstein. Baby Einstein. Baby Einstein. Look at, oh, 18 years ago. Oh, my. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the activities that you all undertake right now with um, students you said in high school, kids that are developing early careers. I know that you all are very active in my alma mater, Lamorno in college. Um, yes. Shout outs to Angela Wooten. Yes. Thank you, Shauna yes. Williams. 807 Connected. 807 Connected. Yes, so tell yes. me about that relationship. Well, it's one of those partnerships um, that started with Mr. Burgess and our Parity Project. And initially, we just wanted to bring awareness about the Parity Project and ways we can engage those students in STEMs. And we were so visible with the children that Kishana Williams um, developed a program for mm-hmm. the Delta Boule and the Lamont on students to keep us engaged. While our initial focus was on STEMs, we realized that there were some other disparities going on. Um, There was that clothing inequity, Mm -hmm. uh, um, inequity. And as you know, at Lamont On, in order to finish, you have to have an internship. Yes. Which means you need that professional attire. Correct. And so to address that, being that the Boule, they're men of influence, they put together a clothing drive recently, a back-to-school clothing drive and mixer to make sure that our students going into the 2023-24 school year, that they have the professional attire that they need needed. So they were able to raise over $3,000 in gift cards, mm. and they donated over 50 suits for our young men. That's awesome. That's and awesome. they were Oak Hall suits, I want to show you. Come on, Oak Hall. Okay, that's the edge of the <laughs> But you know what yes. was really what was really inspiring for me was we uh, had the students, it's about 20 students. Uh, we normally meet, we have our meetings out at Southwind uh, TPI. So we had a luncheon with our president and uh, thank, thank um, I want to thank Mr. Tyrone Burroughs, the owner of uh, R.S. Lewis Funeral Home because he provided the transportation so we took the kids out there. You should have seen the expression on those kids' faces when we crossed the gate in Southwind. So it lets you know just about exposure. 
You know, yeah. you, you know, we take for granted that these kids are first time probably in their household that are graduating yes. from college. So, and another good thing that we really did working with uh, Angela and Kashada was out of those 20 students, they gave us profiles. So we are going to be uh, pairing them with our Boulay members, their business, because most of them own their own business. For physicians, in, for internships. Yeah, for internships, yeah. physicians, State Farm, uh, Guthrie's Chicken, all the above. So, and some other uh, aspiring uh, 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 jobs. So, uh, because these kids have to be sponsored. You know, mm-hmm. you can go over and talk to kids, this and that, but you have to be really with them. Like I took yes, a, a you young do. man yes. to the Sun Harris Classic, and you know, you know, we really and I, I got a special place in my heart because I attend Metropolitan. I'm a deacon over there, and we know the Moan got his middle name by one of our pastors, S.A. Owen. Okay. So I kind of hold kind of tight to the school because I'm right next door to the you know our church is. Yes. So and I went to HBCU too, Grambling State University. I was going to ask you Class that. Class of 1984. Come on, Grambling. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I love it. And right. and I'm so glad that you all are doing this parody project with my alma mater because you know we are in Memphis, Tennessee, uh founded I believe in 1938 Lamont on College and even when I attended, and this is a long time ago, over 20 years ago, you know, I, I always felt like, okay, I'm getting a great education. Um, I had a lot of professors that I looked up to. I received great internships. When I graduated, I, I still felt that, you know, I don't know, Lamont on College has been overlooked, mm-hmm. and we're the only HBCU mm-hmm. here in Memphis. In Memphis. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So you, re- you would think that we would have an abundance of support. Yes. Being that Memphis is a majority minority city. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, I'm glad you all are working with the kids. What have been some of the success stories um, from this parody project so far that you've witnessed? Well, um, we have a, uh, one of our members um, who's a businessman, we reached out to his foundation out at uh, Benedict College, mm-hmm. and we were on a, we were on a call along with uh, Miss Vestal, with the president and some and I think uh, some of their staff members. And um, uh, Mr. Burroughs has a foundation because that's his alma mater, and um, she implemented the Parity Project at Benedict College, and we had what three students. Yes, three students um, engaged. So if you want to be connected with the the Parity Project, we have a partnership with Base 11. Our program is a digital program. It's supplemental. We provide supplemental resources to help you with your STEM profile Mm -hmm. or with other STEM opportunities. Um, There are five components to our program. One of them is you have to complete a parity project innovation challenge. Mm. We understand how critical technology is. And like uh, Mr. Burgess said earlier, you know, we're looking at the Ubers and the Netflix. Well, with our parity project innovation challenge, we want students to develop those critical thinking skills. So that with that challenge, we help students figure out how can I use technology to solve an issue in black America. Mm. And three of our winners this year came from Benedict College. Awesome, awesome. How do you guys incorporate AI into the STEM activity? And that's a a great, great question. Um, We have a partnership with Code Crew. Okay. And as we know, AI is computer science. Mm -hmm. And we know that AI, not only is it now, it's the future. It is because I use it. 
Yes. (laughs) It can do a lot, but you have to definitely review it before you implement it. And so that's why our STEM summit is so critical because when we're looking at Facebook and MySpace, our community, we weren't on the forefront of that technology. No, we were not. So now with our STEM summit coming up on Saturday, we want to have as many STEM resources as possible where we can have a conversation, a dialogue about how can we start getting our students acclimated? How can we make STEM equitable for our community? And so I'm so happy that you mentioned AI because on Saturday, we will have Miss Audrey Willis from Code Crew. Mm -hmm. She will be on our panel. That's gonna be awesome. Wow. Well, we're going to talk more about the summit that's coming up on Saturday. We're going to get into some other things, but we have to hear from our community partners real quick. And we'll be right back right here with Verbally Effective with Melvin Burgess and Adrienne Vesta. Hey guys, we're here on WYXR 91.7 FM Memphis, which are double E, Ina Esco, live with Verbally Effective Podcast. I have two special guests in the studio with me, Mr. Melvin Burgess, the county assessor and the chairman with the Sigma Pi Phi Delta Boulay. I have Adrienne Vestal, she's the outreach specialist, and we have been talking about all things Parity Project and how they incorporate STEM into their activities. They have a huge event coming up. The Sigma Pi Phi Delta Boulay will host the 2023 Delta Boulay STEM Summit. So Mr. Burgess yes, and Ms. Vestal, yes, tell me about yeah. how this summit all came about and what we can expect. Okay, so uh, we felt that uh, that you know there are so many STEM initiatives you know throughout this uh, the city and the county, and we know the biggest gatekeepers are uh, Memphis Shelby County Schools, uh, and we've been going around talking to different individuals that uh, are one of our big supporters, uh, the chamber. Over there with uh, Amity Schuyler, she was one of one who t- told us to go to different, talk to different people. That's really how we found out how many people is really doing the work. Mm-hmm. Memphis has a big heart in this in STEMs. It's just a matter of us convening and trying to come together, and we want to introduce our initiative at our level, which is the Delta Boulay's level. Say, hey, look, this is what we got. Tell me what you have, right? So we got. A lot of work is going on, but we want to see how can we collaborate and come together and have one pathway for mm-hmm. students. And bring awareness. And bring awareness. Because the chamber, they have a STEM initiative for Memphis. It's called Prosper Memphis 2030. Mm-hmm. By the year 2030, they want to have matriculated at least 20,000 STEM degrees by 2030 per year with half of those coming from the African-American community. So we realized that we both have similar initiatives. Why don't we work together? And then we wondered, well, how many other STEM programs or STEM initiatives are out there? Let's get together and start having these conversations so that we will be able to service our children. Because we know that our program is only for a certain demographics. It's beginning your junior year in high school all the way up until 34 years old. Well, Code Crew, they work with elementary school students, middle school students, high school students, and adults. So we just want to make sure that no stone is left unturned when it comes to our community and STEM. And also, Ina, I want to add to that is that the Delta Boulay is going to ensure 
if we have our hands on this initiative, we're going to make sure, I hear people talking about blue over this and that, we're going to make sure that our kids of color are going to be at that table when those engineering jobs come out, when those jobs of a good paying jobs come out. Don't get me wrong, a job, you know, I know my, you know, you might not qualify for those jobs at top, but, you know, a city that's the majority, you know, we want to make sure there's a clear pathway and students understand what it's going to take and they're going to be at the table. Because I've been hearing Delta, I've been hearing the uh, uh, blue over this, blue over that, all over. But how will our kids benefit? Mm-hmm. You know, because like right now, I was hearing you talk about your your, your kids. Like I got two daughters. Uh, one graduated from Spelman, went up to uh, New York, finished Columbia grad school, got a scholarship. But she's not coming back home. She's in New York. Then yeah. I got a young daughter who's a, a graduating senior at Spelman in Atlanta. She's not coming back home. What's attracting them to come home? Mm-hmm. They need to come home to, to, to a career. They need to come home to a career. Because <laughs> something. You know, and we all know, yeah, of course, uh, it was told to me when I was on the county commission uh, that jobs are here. But I really, I really, you know, said, look, jobs are here because these students who are coming back and getting jobs are students that, does, that do not look like me. And either their parents or they're connected with someone they know mm-hmm. to get that kind of a job. But our yeah. kids come back if you're not connected. Because mm-hmm. it's all in who you know when you get a job. Let's oh, just definitely, be real about that. definitely. So we got to make sure that we have that attraction for our our best and our brightest to come back here, and that's not happening. Yeah, and I'm I'm concerned about that. I'm mm-hmm. concerned about I'm concerned. it too. I'm, I'm glad you guys are it. on top of this. I'm concerned about that. <laughs> now, when you started talking about uh, the event, you mm-hmm. mentioned the biggest gatekeeper. Why is there gatekeeping going on with this? And when we say gatekeeper, we mean the biggest influence. Oh, the Memphis, biggest Shelby influence. County Schools, oh. because they're engaging with our students the gotcha, most. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. You know, when I hear gatekeeper, I, know, I think I know. it's something else. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So those are those are our biggest partners okay. because they influence our students the most. Okay. I believe that Memphis, Shelby County Schools, they are a key um, a dominant influence in the landscape of Memphis for sure because they are with our our children every day mm-hmm. they are preparing our workforce our future workforce yeah and so that's why it's so critical for us to partner with them right a lot of collaborating must go on mm-hmm. and you know we're hearing about just just thinking about 2023 and the economic climate right now we're hearing all of these major companies in memphis fedex for example are laying off and you know i'm also hearing a lot of ai is Mm -hmm. replacing them Mm -hmm. so someone has to control the ai someone has to control and that's why computer science is so important because a lot of ai is coding Mm -hmm. so we need to make sure that our children are acclimated in coding and this is something mr burgess and i we were laughing about if these young boys can break into an, an xfinity in less than two minutes okay they can learn how to code yeah that they're, they're extremely smart extremely smart yeah. unfortunately they're just misguided they're mm-hmm. they're misdirected yeah so what we want to do is we want to redirect them catch them early catch them early and yeah. put them on a viable path for wealth creation yes yes now when you talk with the with the kids you know what's at the top of their mind when you introduce them to stem you know are are they very interested do you have to reel them in does it you know case by case situation 
we really uh, engaged with the kids when we had our, or we collaborated with the uh, HBCU Awareness Foundation. His name is Corey Allen. Mm -hmm. He's a Graham fam from my school, but he's a lot younger. Well, we had a, um, a HBCU fair over at that new complex over on Airways. I can't mm -hmm. think Memphis of the name Sports of it. Event. Memphis Sports yeah. Center. Mm -hmm. And all, it was about at least 20-some colleges there, right? So that night, we had a, uh, a STEMS night. So we had a nice crowd, had parents there, and they were talking about you know, STEM departments, right? And it was a really good discussion because one of the parents, or one of the parents here, she has two boys, I think they're, I think they're over at uh, White, over Station. White Station, yeah. And uh, she was saying like, well, you know, what about the student who comes, you know, come from a good background, and he goes to college and all of a sudden, he's taking a class that he's probably never had no training in or mm -hmm. not up to par, and you must have that class to get into that STEMS field. Mm -hmm. Well, what are y'all doing to make sure that kid is prepared for that? Because if you go to college and get in, into a, a, a really hard class, I can't think of the name of the class it was. Organic chemistry. Yeah, and, you don't oh. and you don't you don't make it, you know, then what's next? Mm -hmm. So that was an issue. And I mean, it, it went on. It was it was pretty some tough conversation. Because some of these classes are prerequisites. Yeah. Yes. And you yeah. have to take oh, wow. them to move on. Yeah. So are our kids prepared? at the level here, you know, when they move on to the, you know, to, to colleges and to the STEM field. So that was her major concern. They were saying, well, so what do, you know, what do you all do as a department, you know, and, you know, at an HBC or wherever you might be to make sure that these kids are prepared because these kids might not, might didn't get no preparation when they went high school, school. Mm -hmm. you know, but yet you're going to go over to the next level. And I was just like, wow, well, what is this? Right. So that's a so that's something else that you know that we're dealing with also. And students wow. can be very intimidating when yeah. you're thinking about science, um, technology, engineering, math. But sometimes it's about teaching children how to get through difficult situations, mm -hmm. difficult classes. Because some classes are designed to be difficult. They're not designed to be easy. And the goal is just to get through it. It's yeah. to get through it uh, and, of course, pass. Um, and then some, some students are STEM curious. They want to know how um, outside of science and engineering and math, how can they engage with STEMs? And that's where the technology component come in because it really broadens that STEM playing field. Everyone engages in technology. If you have a Everyone. cell phone. Oh, they own their phone 24 yes. hours. <laughs> you are engaging with technology. Yes. And what we want to teach them is how to be disrupt disruptors, how to use technology to solve issues. Yes. We are teaching our students how to be problem solvers. Yes, yes. Wow. Problem solving versus AI. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what AI did. That's what AI is doing. It is. It's solving a problem. Look, I've talked to several <laughs> students at Lamoron College, and they have ChatGPT, yes. any other app on their phone. And I'm like, I know you guys are not using that to do your homework. Yes. And they're like, no, Miss Esco. <laughs> it's solving a problem. Yes. A and lot of problems. A lot of problems. <laughs> but I think it's how how do we look at AI? How mm -hmm. should we shape it moving forward? Yes. Because I do believe that AI does offer some benefits. Mm -hmm. But as humans, we control AI. We should control the benefits of AI. Yes. So Wow. Let's talk about 
beyond the parity project uh let's say these students graduate are is the delta boulet very still instrumental in their lives going forward yeah so um over the summer uh of course we working with kashan and 807 connected and the she provided profiles for at least about 20 30 students but it kind of kind of ran kind of behind because they were changing over i think presidents and they they were into they had to shift their workload somewhere else so it kind of took a little longer to do it but we finally completed that so we're in the midst right now of uh trying to pair up uh these students you know with their profiles with some of our boule members at, in their companies uh and and working very well we started to get it get it back connected after the summit we're going to get back on that mm-hmm. but our thing is um you know that we said we're going to do we're going to sponsor these kids you know like right now i'm sponsoring a, a guy guy by the name of amir amir i took him to the sun Edge classic this weekend okay so and how know, did that go oh it was um but he was, was just so nice. appreciative and mm-hmm. picked he him was up on the field taking pictures, pictures. Yes. so you know probably and, never been no, he has not. He's not. Okay, and he's from uh, I think he's from Birmingham. He's from Alabama. Alabama. I know Amir. I know he's yes, talking yes, about Birmingham. That's yes. my guy. Uh huh. That's yes. my guy. That's my okay. guy. And um, you know, and he stays in contact. But we're gonna sponsor kids. When I say sponsor, we're gonna take them from A to Z. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna ensure that you get a job. We're gonna try to keep up with you, and just make sure that you know that you're on that pathway of how can we help. At the end of that engagement that we had with the students. The back to school night and all that we told them our president told them we are here for you whatever mm-hmm. resources we can provide the delta boule is here for you you know and that's that's gonna that's 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 what we're here for we, we are here for them and committed to, to these yes. students because we got yes. several of our members that are lamorne graduates that are yes. doctors and we yes. want to make sure right. the ultimate goal is professional development and employment employment we want to make sure that sponsorship is there that you are gainfully employed yes so we have a a person that i hired that's on my staff uh his name is coach ricks and what he does is he's working with these students in 807 connected with their resumes Mm -hmm. he's working with them in professional development interviewing and And getting their skills oh Mm -hmm. you'd be surprised Mm -hmm. the things that you that we saw when they came out to southwind we picked them up and just the little things that we take for granted every day. Mm-hmm. You know, remember these are first time college grad students and they're saying, well, look, what I'm gonna do when I graduate. Right. And that's why Kashana came back to kind of put them in a pathway, uh, you know, with some, some, some stakeholders or some leaders and that's how we connected, mm-hmm. uh, the Delta Boulay and Kashana. So that's how we connect with those students. So uh, we are there for the Lamorne One students and they know us, as soon as we hit the campus, they know me and her, mm-hmm. they yes. know us. So we wanna make yes. sure that we can bring you know, even myself, you know, with Gramsci University, I don't do what I'm supposed to do. And I know, you know, it's a lot to do. It's a lot just to come and give back. And they told us one thing that was really uh, mind-boggling was that it's a shortage of men. They say it's good to have, the, you know, if we can get on men campus. to come on campus, you know, either just to mentor, just show oh, your yes, face. That's true. Yeah, there's not that's a lot true. of men, you know, on the campus. So uh, I'm calling all men, you know, if you can just spend some time over Lamont, yeah. talk yes. to Dr. Williams, Robert Williams. Call to action. Call to action. 
You know, yes. we would like to see men over there just to show their face and show support for those young men. They're they some great kids. They are. They are. They are. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a lot of uh, energy and magic mm-hmm. going on Absolutely. at Lamont College right now. Um, we have uh, Dr. Davis as interim president yes. right now. And he's doing a great job. Yes. Great job. Great job. So I, I am very interested to see how things move forward. I'm currently doing some master classes with the students on yes. social media marketing. Oh, and, nice. you know, just let them know social media etiquette and, you know, right. how that affects your career. That's your brand. They right. are on that phone. That's, that's right. That's yes. right. You're right. Yes. Oh, so yes. tell me, Melvin and Adrienne, how can people attend the mm-hmm. summit? The most important thing is the summit is this Saturday. If you don't have a flyer, it's okay. It's a free event. Okay, so they can just come to the Civil Rights Museum Saturday. They can come to the Civil Rights Museum. The the summit starts at 10 a.m. Registration begins at 9.30. Mm -hmm. We will offer lunch. So we will have speakers talking about the Parity Project, talking about our partnership with Base 11, which is a STEM company out of California. Mm. We're going to have a um, video uh, presentation from Base 11. We're going to have someone from the Greater Memphis Chamber come and talk about their initiative. And then we will have our keynote address from Memphis Shelby County Schools Deputy Superintendent of Schools and Academic Support, Dr. Angela Whitelaw. Okay. And then we will have two panel discussions. Brief. Our first one will focus on the academic and um, educational uh, preparation needed, those obstacles. What what should we do that, um, unfortunately, here, I think one of the, our um, biggest dilemma is our reading and our math scores are, I don't want to say low, but they're not where they should be. They're I'm, not. That, I'm that's very fact. positive. I'm that's very fact. positive. So I try yeah. to find a different word. And that's for, something that the, the Shelby County school system has been struggling with. Yes. So, so we want to talk about that and how do we overcome it so we can teach our students how STEM degrees and these certain academic skills, they can use that and leverage those skills to make a positive impact on society. Yes. And then we will have a summit where we focus on STEM careers. So we have um, Mr. Jeremy Simpson. He has his own STEM business. Mm-hmm. He's doing work with the cities. If you are ever driving on Union by Chick-fil-A, those cameras, that's Mr. Jeremy Simpson. Okay, Mr. Simpson. African-American <laughs> man. So he has a STEM company. Okay. And then we want to talk about private equity and capital venture. Because as a STEM entrepreneur, that's where you're getting that funding from. So we want to talk about how critical that is. And then how can we use philanthropy in creating equitable STEM communities across black America? I love it. I love it. And everyone can just go to the Civil Rights Museum yes. on Saturday at 10 a.m. Well, registration begins at 930. Okay. And our summit is from 10 until 1. Awesome. And lunch will be provided. Awesome. I know everyone is looking forward to that. I may stop by. I don't Please. think Saturday with my Saturday looking like it may be looking like Bill to Lake <laughs> at the STEM Summit. Absolutely. Now, I do want to ask Mr. Burgess this. Now, I know you're the county assessor. How do you balance all of your boule activities? <laughs> That's why we look. That's why we hired Mrs. Vesto. Yeah. Okay, she's she, holding she it down. She does a lot of. She loves a lot of the work and on the behalf, work on okay, behalf of, of the, the Delta Boulay. Boulay. and that's how serious we are. 
to get somebody out front to help us with this initiative. Okay. It's, it's, it's huge. And I know we talked with some people yesterday with one of the foundations. I mean, people have really been, you know, um, uh, giving us information on who we can go and talk to. And you'll be surprised how big the elephant in the room is. Really? Every time we hear, like yesterday, mm. we were with a foundation yesterday, and uh, I mean, very helpful. And when it was spitting out, spitting out, spitting, we're like, we're just sitting there just listening. Oh, I didn't think of that, this and this. And this uh, foundation even offer classes, I think, that she's going to take to help you. For nonprofits. For nonprofits. They mm -hmm. teach you they teach, yeah. how to make the ask. Yeah. And they yeah. make sure that you are prepared to make the ask yeah. from grant writing. Um, so it's a 12-week series that they offer for nonprofits. Okay. And, 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 you know, like she said, it's like the Delta Bullet has, we have a dream. Mm -hmm. This is our dream. And it's going to take hard work and it's going to take costs for the dream. Yes. You know, and that's basically how it was put. And it has to be organized. It has to be structured. So we feel that we're a little structured, but we got a little ways to go. It's okay. going to take time. So it's going to take time. Because we want by 2030. Yeah. You got some time about by 2030. But if we start sowing those seeds now, yes, yes. the harvest. I think you guys are setting the foundation yeah. right now. And, you know, like you said, it's going to have cost involved. And you all are at the table. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know what? And I'm going to take my, I'm gonna put my county commission hat on because, of course, this is my project. Because mm -hmm. I live right, this is my district. I stay right down walking is distance. It? Yeah, okay. I live on Avalon Overton Park. And this is, I, I got to put my hat on. And the reason I'm saying this is because, you know, in our communities, you know, how come we don't have this in a community of African Americans, like right? Orange Mound. Orange yeah. Mound. And that's an initiative that I took White on Haven. to mm -hmm. see how can we bring our neighborhoods back. Why we don't have uh, uh, instruments like the Green Line? Why don't we have parks that we can walk through, you know, for our older folks, you know, to get exercise? You know, why do we don't, you know, we don't have some of those things that we feel that will make our communities better? Well, we don't have it because we're not willing to put forth an effort. And we don't, you know, we, we don't roll our sleeves up. We'll talk about it, you know, and sometimes I get frustrated because I feel as an elected official, sometimes I feel I have failed because I haven't done enough. And I think that's why I stay so wired up and I'm always wired up. I'm always hyper because I feel we can have the, you know, we can have we can have the same. The same resources, the same resources that Atlanta has. You know, yeah. and I know when I was on the commission, um, just kind of going sideways here, I know out in Frazier, not Frazier, at Ed Rice Community Center, I had to get the sheriff to help me provide safe zones so the elderly can walk in that park. Wow. You know, and it shouldn't be there when our communities like that. So, you know, we have to come back strong you know, to build communities, because you know what? If not, won't none of this work mean anything or what's the meaning of it? And we and have to do it collectively. We have to do it, we gotta work yeah. together. We and, have to work together. And everything that you just mentioned is a reason why, like you even mentioned your daughters yeah. not wanting to come back yeah. to Memphis. There has to, has to be a reason to come back, That's right? Absolutely. That's right? right. And I think leadership has a lot to do with yeah. it as Absolutely. well. You know, we are undergoing early voting Ooh. right now. Yes. And a mayoral. Mayoral <laughs> is, is heated. 17 That's right. but candidates. You know what, but you know, you know, my biggest dream, and I told this to our members here, one day, hopefully, we can have our own innovation center. That would be and great. And that innovation center uh, would be fully equipped with state-of-the-art uh, STEM equipment. STEM equipment. And our allow students that come through there, be, be, hey, look, 
we got you. This is where you're going to work when you leave this innovation center. Yeah. We want to have our hands wrapped around these students. So that's our number one. I, hope, I hate center. to see that happen. I, I want like to hope see. I'm around to see that happen. That's my, I like to have it as a legacy of okay. the Delta Boulay. Well, let's go into the Delta Boulay Banking. <laughs> Starting now, Mr. Burgess. <laughs> I like that. The, the, the Boulay Bank. The Boulay Bank. The Bank of the Boulay. <laughs> How can everyone continue to follow what you, what you guys are doing now with the Delta Boulay, with the Parity Project, with the Summit, and I know future projects along the Way. How can everyone stay engaged with what you have going on? Well, you, um, you'll see a lot of things on social media. I know she's doing a lot of work with the social media piece. And I know earlier you talked about how can you get in contact with us. But, well, we have not fully developed our website. Okay. And we're in the midst of trying to get that up and running. That will have all the activities through the Social Action Committee. Mm-hmm. And there you can go to that website. It will tell you all the things that we're doing. And uh, we're also, uh, you know, getting it out by 88.5 and other communications. And I hope, you know, we can send stuff to you that you can get it on your yes, podcast. Yes, so And those, also the HBCU Awareness Foundation. Foundation. We okay. partnered with them. Um, and so they will be advertising all of our events. Awesome, awesome. Well, I want to thank both of you thank for you coming for today and sharing so much mm-hmm. vital information. And you guys are doing great work, not only just grooming the kids, but but you're going beyond that with the mentorship, with helping them beyond STEM. I can see that happening as well. It's and truly they need a pleasure. It. It's truly a pleasure. Yes. And thank you for giving back to your <laughs> alma mater. Thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I can say a lot, but I look forward to seeing those students Mm -hmm. uh, when I go and do workshops, um, whether it's a summer program that I'm assisting with. And when they get to know you and get comfortable Mm -hmm. with you, Mm -hmm. it's a whole nother dialogue. (laughs) And they really are listening to what you're telling them and Mm -hmm. take heed to the advice. Mm -hmm. So, But you have to get on a level. Got to. Engagement. That's what it's called. Exactly. You have to be visible. You have to. Mm -hmm. You have to. Well, thank you so much, Melvin Burgess and Adrienne Vestal. I appreciate you all so much. Uh, Make sure you guys tap in to everything that the Sigma Pi Phi Delta Boulay is doing. The Parity Project Initiative and please go to the STEM Summit this weekend yeah. at the National Civil Rights Museum. Registration is at 930. 930. And yes. it's free lunch. Free lunch. <laughs> I want to know who catering this lunch because you you plugging them. Fr- Guthrie's Fried Chicken. Oh, I'll be there. Don't worry. <laughs> It's going to be a great event, some uh, very insightful information that you guys need. Thanks again for sitting in with me today here at WYXR for a live, verbally effective podcast. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.